listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 28th of October 2021. Later, we'll take another closer look at house prices because the pace of those of the growth in house prices is significantly slowing. We'll speak to Domain about that. But first to interest rates because economists are reacting to yesterday's higher than expected inflation result. And while NAB agrees with the RBA's forward guidance of no rate rise before 2024, Others don't. The most aggressive change we saw today was from the Commonwealth Bank. Economists there now say that instead of their forecast of the first rate rise to come from May 2023, they're now penciling in November 2022. Westpac maintains the first rate rise to come in February 2023. And ANZ said today the RBA may change its forward guidance to a hike in the second half of 2023 now. Now, this all comes on a day where the ASX fell 0.3% to 7,430. But what does the market think about the next rate move? For more, I spoke earlier with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart. They're agreeing with them. And if you look at the market, the market is actually pricing in by December 2022, as much as three rate rises. Now, the other thing we need to put into perspective here with that comment is that we are currently at 0.1 of 1% on the official cash rate. The first rate rise is more likely to go back to what we call the normal movements, which is where they move in quarter quarter numbers. So that's 0.25 of 1%. So they're more likely to say it goes from 0.1 to 0.25. So adding 15 basis points, as we call it. So 0.515 and then going from there. But there are people in the market and the market itself that's suggesting that the cash rate could be even as high as 0.75 of 1% in December next year. To me, that seems very, very high, but the rising inflation and the speed of which it's going is giving them the justification to do that. The next question that comes from that, though, is, is whether or not that is the right mechanism in terms of doing that right here and now, because we know that raising interest rates does definitely slow the economy down. And do we want to be doing that as we're coming out of the COVID world? So rising inflation typically leads to rising interest rates. So in that kind of an environment, what typically happens to shares? Shares tend to ease off. I mean, again, it's it's an economic thing here, isn't it? I mean, the reason you do it, it's a the best way to explain it, interest rates are a broad brush tool and they are a very, very broad thing in what they do. And some people describe it as it's almost like having a, a big paintbrush to do fine art because If you're lowering or raising interest rates, it's for the whole economy. It means that borrowing costs for businesses, for personal lending, for your home loan, for any form of lending that you do or any form of borrowing goes up or down. It's the same on the other side with the savers. They get a better rate of saving or a worse rate of saving. So when you look at it from that perspective, at the moment, the desired idea is to make the economy expand. It means that we're trying to lend to as many people as we can, give them cheap credit to actually go ahead and build a new business, et cetera. So when you raise rates, you are obviously trying to slow that down and therefore slow down the expansion of the economy. So that will therefore mean markets slow down as well. What's different this time around though, and I think we need to discuss this, is that there are different mechanisms that are going on in the post-COVID world. For the first time in our history, the RBA put through quantitative easing. We didn't do that in the GFC. We also did other areas that you probably might've seen that are quite technical, like yield, uh, yield control control that are all there at the moment. So if we look at the US and what they're doing, they're separating liftoff, as they refer to it, so increasing official interest rates, and their other programs, quantitative easing, et cetera. 
the RBA may now go down the same line and have to admit that the economy is doing much better than they forecasted, that inflation is doing much better than they forecasted. But they probably don't want it to slow it at such a rate that all of a sudden it almost puts the brakes on it, slows it down. So maybe they admit that, yes, we no longer need to do quantitative easing. We no longer need to do YCC. We no longer need to do those exceptional measures that they put in place for the COVID crisis. Let's wind them back first, reevaluate, and then go with interest rates. And probably one of the major corporate stories of the day is ANZ, a 65% lift in full year cash profit. What do you make of the result? And, and are, any, are there any signs there of the direction of the housing market? It's a reasonable result considering, but a lot of it's down to the fact that their market revenue was significantly better than the market forecasted. And the provisions that they'd put in place for the COVID crisis, a lot of that's been wound out. So that explains that pretty big jump, that 65% jump uh, year on year explainer. Overall, though, it's actually pretty, pretty soft result. I think you've got to say that out there. They have certainly missed the housing loan market, and they've even admitted that themselves. That it's, it's you know, front and centre for everybody in their financial division to make themselves more competitive. The net interest margins were okay at 165, but it's at the lower end of its other peers, particularly Westpac and CBA, and they are losing market share to those two, you know, New South Wales-based banks versus you know, nabbing themselves in Victoria. They're also probably a little bit behind in terms of catching up to new loan growth in new areas, particularly things like renewables, which CBA is very clearly shown that it's out in front trying to do that. So the bank is probably having to work that little bit harder to catch up to where everybody else is now, let alone then getting ahead. So the result looked good, the market liked it, but if you actually genuinely boil it down they're a little bit slow off the mark in terms of what's happened in the last 20 months and are going to have to work incredibly hard to catch up. Evan Lucas there from Invest Smart, and still speaking on ANZ, it held its media conference today and I managed to lob its CEO, Shane Elliott, the question. Hi, Shane. I just uh, um, want a bit more commentary on the bank's view on the next hike in official interest rates and how in the lead up to that it may impact the bank in the form of mortgage book and, and more, more importantly as well, general house price moves? Sure. So I take the Reserve Bank Governor at his word and I think he's been very clear on multiple occasions that about what the conditions would need to be in order to see rates rising and essentially would mean unemployment to uh, fall and for there to be uh, you know, sustained uh, inflation and wages and you know from where we sit today and according to the Reserve Bank that's a long way off and so he's made it very clear he's not intending to raise rates for some period of time I've no reason to I don't have any reason to question uh, that so I think you know rate rises are uh, look like they're off the table for a considerable period of time now house prices are Clearly, I mean, we've had an extraordinary experience, right? I mean, and clearly one of the factors there, it's not the only factor, but one of the factors there has been the impact of low interest rates has made uh, borrowing uh, more affordable and therefore people have used that to leverage up and it has fueled uh, increased demand and we're seeing the result of that in-house prices. What we know is that the other side of the equation is supply takes a while to respond. I mean, and, and and that's in the best of times. It takes time to respond. Like, you know, once I see house prices increase, if I'm a developer or a, I, get, I get out and I start putting new products into the market, that takes normally 12, 18 months, uh, even longer to be effective in normal times. And this time, that's even harder because of some of the supply chain issues around materials 
and also the labour uh, challenges. So that means the supply response is also going to be delayed, and that's why we think we'll continue to see house price inflation, but at a much lower rate. So we, you know, we've, we've seen 20 and 30 percent increases over the last year. You know, we don't see that continuing. We see it more modestly, like you know, six or seven percent, which is still pretty healthy. Uh, but um, you know, more modest. And there was some data out yesterday that would indicate that that's you know, early days, but looks like it's starting to have an impact. Shane Elliott there, the CEO of ANZ, and speaking of house prices, Domain says that annual prices surged the most in a record, uh, but the pace of growth is slowing. So we're seeing a 21.9% increase in annual property prices over the past year. The, the median price is just under $1 million. But for more about where it's going, here is Domain's Nicola Powell. Already seeing that the momentum in the housing market is starting to lose some steam. Um, we are seeing that rate of growth lose its momentum. And that is due to the sheer affordability issues of entering the housing market. Obviously, first home buyers are much more sensitive to changes in house prices. We're seeing fewer first home buyers active in the market, but also owner occupies those upsize buyers. There are fewer of those in the market. So I think the sheer affordability aspect is really uh, deterring buyers at the moment. We're starting to see new listings come on. So particularly in Sydney, we are seeing new listings come onto the market quicker than they are being purchased. And this is a stark turnaround to what we saw earlier in the year. I think as well, if we start to see interest rates move higher sooner, it's going to probably apply the brakes a little bit uh, sharper to the housing market price cycle. Nicola Powell there from Domain. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Thank you.